Welcome to episode number 124 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I had the chance to talk to Christian Sanfield from Passion. If you didn't listen to our interview with Louis Giglio from about a month ago, we'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can catch up to it. And if you're not connected with us over on Instagram, you should head over there. We just opened up what we call Club TCC. If you like and comment Club TCC within five minutes of a post over there, you have the opportunity to win some free swag from us. I know a lot of you guys have been wanting that, and we got it for you. We're going to jump straight into episode number 124 of the Church Collective Podcast. We had the chance to talk to Louie a couple weeks ago, so he gave us oh, a little, cool. little bit of the backstory on the conference, you know, from yeah, his yeah, perspective, but would love to hear from you. How, how did that go? Um, I mean, you guys have been doing it for a long time, but what was maybe unique and special about what happened this year? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you can, you're gathering, you know, in a place like the Georgia Dome and you have 55,000 college students all in one place. Hmm. Um, really just to worship Jesus and open God's word and, and say that they want to live for what matters most. I mean, anytime you do that, it's, it's a, it's a really special thing. And, um, you know, every year we gather people and, and it, it's always special. This year was our 20th year to do it though. And so, um, there was a, you know, pretty significant uh, moment, you know, for, to stand in. And so it was, it was so special, man. And you could just, you could feel the history in it all. And, um, just the the beauty of the vision of Louie and Shelley um, to reach this generation, you know. Sure. Um, but you know, more than that, it was just incredible to see how how God just filled that space and um, opened up these students' eyes to see Jesus. It was just, I mean, it's life changing. It's, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that's cool. Could you can you maybe speak to take you know your weekly church services with passion and then mm-hmm. the you know giant arena? Are there any through lines between that like how do you prepare for them is it a completely different animal or do you kind of say we want to bring what we're doing here to this or is the church kind of an extension of the arena like what does that look like for you guys yeah well definitely i mean the 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 conference came first obviously you know that and so uh, the church really kind of bears the heartbeat Mm -hmm. and the you know the the common thread that passion has always had which is um which is that we were made by God to live for God, for the glory of God. And that's really what we're calling the city of Atlanta to and holding up every week, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it definitely is different. You know, when you're leading local church ministry in a city like Atlanta, um, you have all all kinds of different people. You know, the demographic is so wide. Mm. And so it def- you definitely do approach it uh, kind of in a different way, whereas, you know, in, in the Georgia Dome with college students, you, you have one one age you know age group there and so it is it is a little bit different but really um really what you see with 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 passion and especially the passion band is that's really just our church worship team you know so so it really does feel like the same heartbeat um but when you're approaching something like like a passion conference and you're you're writing songs you are thinking about that the college moment and the 1825 generation you know and writing songs for that generation. Um, and so you approach it a little bit different than you would trying to write songs for church, where really you're trying to young and old, um, homeless and affluent, you know, right. <laughs> you're trying to reach a, a wider range of people. So you approach it a little bit different, but honestly the heart is, is, is the same. Sure. Could you um, talk a little bit about the ended movement? I know a lot of people are probably yeah. at, at the bare minimum used to seeing, you know, pictures of a red X on a lot of mm-hmm. picture posts. Like, could you talk a little bit about the heart for that? Yeah. I mean, it, it launched in 2013. The last time we were at the Georgia Dome, 
uh, we launched the End It Movement, and and really it was just to raise awareness. Honestly, a lot of people have no idea that sure. um, slavery is still around today, and actually it's a bigger deal, a bigger problem now than it's ever been. And so the End It Movement started um, simply to raise awareness and help people understand, know this is happening in our world, and it's not okay. It's a massive injustice. Yeah. And so um, that's really where it started, and um, and a lot, you know, a lot of people we get a lot of criticism for it honestly because people are saying well what does a red x on your hand do you know what is why don't you take action but what we've seen is that as we've raised our voice and raised awareness um people in high positions of power now are starting to pay attention Hmm. and senator bob corker now is is moving his anti-slavery bill through and it's just amazing to see that um people are really starting to now look up and go this is a this is a big deal and we need to we need to hit it dead on and now you have amazing organizations like A21 with Christine and Nick Kane, um, who've, who are doing amazing work all over all over the globe mm. to free people. And so, um, yeah, so I, I think um, with what it's set out to do, it, it's done that. It's raised awareness and it's still doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at the looking at the you know the names that are on this album that'll be out here um yeah people are listening to this you talk a little bit about what what does that look like to get everybody like that in a room or what yeah. like what did the process look like for putting this album together too yeah well you know every year it's um it's it's amazing to see how how the songs come to life and um you know we really as you're getting ready for conference you're you're asking god you know if just to to send but yeah it's amazing to see how these songs come to life and um every year all these different artists and songwriters um are really all just asking god like you know to give us a song to sing for to give this generation a song to sing and hmm. and so this year you know you're gonna hear passion band of course and then um chris tomlin who has really um he's he's a he's a legend man you know just the way that he and david crowder and matt redman and christy knuckles and all these guys have really paved the way for guys like me and passion band to do what we're doing. So it's just so cool to see how all these songs come together and really created a, a, a common, common thread, you know? So we're so stoked about these songs and, um, you know, I haven't done a lot of recording, you know, I haven't put out a ton of music, but I can say without, without a doubt, this is the most excited I've ever been to release music (laughs) to people. Yeah. Um, these songs are just so special and, and what you hear on the record too, with these students singing and all these incredible moments, it, you, you hear it all. It's like you're in the room and, um, anyone that was there is going to feel like they're reliving those moments. And if you weren't there, you're going to feel like you're, you're living it for the first time. So very excited, man. Are there any, you got a sense of like, you know, this is the song that's going to be the anthem six months from now. People are going to be doing this one. Oh man. I mean, yeah, it's a hard, I mean, honestly there, we've been doing these songs a lot at our church and we've been doing them with our students and our college ministry. And I, I, there are, there are so many songs on this record that are just blowing up at our church and, and mm. everywhere we go right now. So it's be hard to pick, yeah. but you know, the title of the record is worthy of your name. Sure. And, um, a new worship leader, well, new to most people, but a new worship leader, Sean Curran leads the song. And, um, it, it just, it, it was such a huge moment in the, in the dome and you're going to hear how the students sang it. And, um, so that, that song has really been a big anthem for us. And I think the church is going to love it. Sure. 
I, kind of like a, a fun aside to that. Do you guys ever really have a good sense of like the ones that will pop from an album as you're doing albums, or does it feel like, you know, when say like Awakening really hit, we're like, yeah, we get it, that's the one, mm-hmm. or, or is it kind of like, wow, cool, that's the one? <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes, <laughs> most of the time, you're surprised in the opposite direction. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, you think a song is going to be uh huge and you think it's going to change the world and it just it's just flat you know (laughs) so that that's what happens more times than not but something we did this year that we had never done before and i think we'll do it from now on we wrote all these songs and we worked them up with the band we spent a ton of time with our band rehearsing and and um and really honing the right parts and then we took all these new songs and we played them for our worship team at our church and our Mm -hmm. staff team at our church and um and so we had all of our people in the room and we led these songs for the first time and we really got a sense that day of what songs were, were rising to the top. And so yeah. that was, that was new for us, you know, and, and now we have the church too. And so the church kind of becomes the, the focus group, you know, sure. you know right. they become kind of the guinea pigs where we try and say, Hey, we're going to try out a new song today. And hmm. they let you know really quick, you know, that's a good thing about being in a church is that they'll, they'll be honest with you. Right. And so we know, right away like yeah okay this is not something people want to sing or wow we've really struck something here sure yeah i think to to get a little bit to the practical i think it's probably you know we can hear uh your kids in the background that's got to be somewhat of a blessing for for like the regular worship leader listening to that saying like you know what i feel that too you know i'm trying to do a thing i hear my kids you know could you maybe speak to that family balance you you mentioned too you guys are about to go on the um rock and worship road show yeah so it's good to be home but you know, how do you how do you strike that balance between ministry and family? Yeah, well, you know, we're we're anchored and rooted at Passion City Church, and so that that really is um, where we we have all of our community and all of our families are rooted there and anchored there, and so yeah. everything kind of flows through that. And so, um, what's that, baby? I know oh, that's that's awesome. Perfect. Can't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, we we're, we're all rooted and anchored in the church, and that really that that's such a grounding thing for us. You know, we're not floating out into the great wide open, with, sure. you know, untethered, but we're we've got our feet firmly on the ground here at church. And and you know, with 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 all of us in the band, and when we tour, we really we really try to do it with our families. I mean, not not literally; they're not actually on tour most of the time, but we try to help our kids and our wives know where we are. Mm. what we're doing, you know, what these nights are looking like, what God is doing. And as we do that, uh, they feel super connected and a part of what we're doing. Mm. Um, and we only travel, honestly, we only travel like 60 dates a year. Sure. And that's really an effort to be home, yeah. to lead the church, and to um, and to be with our families. Yeah. So it takes a team, though. You know, honestly, the, the strength of it is in the team, and we have an amazing team that helps us figure out what the right thing to do is and where mm-hmm. we need to go and yeah. what's what's good to do and, and what's maybe not good to do. Sure. So. Do you got any, any advice for the worship leader that may be listening and is like, well, man, you said oh, there's a team. Like, it's just yeah. me this weekend. Any, any <laughs> like, starting advice for that leader? Like, what, what do they do to maybe spark up some kind of growth, yeah. some kind of pouring into someone else? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I would say that I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. You know, I, for a long time it was just me, and um, and then it was me and my wife, hmm. and um, and then honestly, I just started praying for people, and yeah. I started praying for the right band. I started praying for the right um, people to come around me, and you know that that's 
God answered that prayer. And so, you know, now I look around at our amazing label team and our conference team and our church team. And, um, it, it really is awesome. But what I think, you know, great starting point, and I, I just said this, but if you're out there and you're a worship leader and you feel like you're kind of on an island, I would say get plugged into a church as fast as you can. Hmm. <laughs> find a find a community that you can plug your life into and plug your, your gifts into that can know you, know who you are, know what you're passionate about, know where you're going, know what your dreams are. Hmm. And they can hold you accountable to all that, but they can also um, kind of, support you in all of that and so yeah um church has been church has been the biggest game changer for sure. uh, for me in that that's a big deal how um how can our community be playing praying for you guys um as you're going out on tour here yeah yeah thanks man um you know we're talking about family yeah. um you know whenever you do something like this especially when you do a tour or um even do a conference like we're doing um it can you know it gets to be it can be more difficult on our wives who are staying home with our kids and mm. so you can pray for our families and um just pray for for um you can pray for stamina for us but you know I, I think more than anything you can pray that just we have breakthrough wherever we go you know yeah cuz honestly for us when we do a tour like this it's it really isn't we don't really think of it like a show or like a a concert like we're carrying these songs and these songs are full of the word of God and the power of the gospel. And yeah. what we really want is for people to come alive. And sure. so just, you know, you can pray that happens and that, you know, that, that as even just as we're singing these songs that, um, the veil would kind of be open for people and they could yeah. see the beauty of Jesus. So yeah, that's probably the best thing you can pray for Great. sure. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, if you could head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us connect with more people over there. And if you have not gotten plugged into our community of worship leaders, techs, and creatives, we would love to talk with you. Hit that contact button over on thechurchcollective.com.